You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of naturopathic earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is A. Gregory Luna. Of course, you can call me Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News. I hope you are doing well today. Today, we're going to focus on some dysfunctional thinking in the male mind instead of the female mind, and we're going to talk about bigorexia. Bigorexia. A great primer for this episode would be episode 21 that we did on orthorexia, the eating disorder of the hashtag eat clean world, because you're going to see some overlap and some similarities there. So with orthorexia, orthorexics kind of believe that essentially every food that they eat has some toxins in them. And unfortunately, they're pretty much right. But even if you gave them fish that was caught out of the Columbia River over in, in Washington State, they would find some problems with it. So orthorexics kind of winnow, willow down all the food choices to about six foods that they think are healthy to eat. And they'll only eat those six foods. And they won't go out to eat with people when they're when they're invited to go eat somewhere because they're worried about the toxins. And so it really stifles their social life and they become isolated. And another another manifestation of of orthorexia is kind of the more OCD centric part of it, where you have to make a food perfectly. Like it, it you when you're making eggs, the eggs have to come out perfect. Or when you're making a yogurt bowl, they have to come out perfect. You know, it's this obsession with eat cleaning. Bigorexia is different. This has to do with working out more, but it is kind of in the same family of mental health problems. And this is going to be more centric, of course, on men because men want to get big. So we'll be gleaning off the sun. We're going to go to Britain. So let's go to England. Bigorexia or reverse anorexia among men is on the rise in the UK and in the States. The body image disorder is believed to affect 1 in 10 men who are training in gyms at the moment. Actually, I would say this number is much higher than 1 in 10. I'd say it's probably like more like 1 in 3. Let's take a closer look at the condition. So what's bigorexia? Bigorexia used to be known as muscle dysmorphia. Now, there's a more general term called body dysmorphia and that's essentially when you look in the mirror and you see something that's not there so if you're pretty skinny but when you look in the mirror you think you're fat or let and, and that's mostly with women but like with men you look in the mirror and you're just regular musculature but you think that you're flabby and weak that's a type of body dysmorphia so muscle dysmorphia is more centric on muscles it is an anxiety-led body image disorder that causes someone to see themselves as small despite being big and muscular. The condition is often described as reverse anorexia. Because, you know, the anorexics, they don't eat to the point where they become super emaciated and they die. You know, they can die. I think it's like uh, 20% of anorexics end up dying because it's, it's the hardest eating disorder to remedy. 
It is not known what causes the condition, but some doctors claim it is either down to a genetic disorder or a chemical imbalance in the brain. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's more of just trauma that happened to you as a child. Like with so many mental health problems, they want to chalk it up to chemical imbalances because, you know, the cynic would say big pharma can come in then and restore the chemical imbalance, right? Like with serotonin for antidepressants like the SSRIs, right? Big pharma can come in with a solution. So who's most likely to suffer from bigorexia? Research suggests that 1 in 10 men in UK gyms are currently suffering from the condition. Doctors claim it has become a more common side as there is increased pressure on men to look a certain way, to feel successful, powerful, and attractive. Yeah, I mean, you see this in the last maybe 10, 15 years. You know, when, when I was a kid in the 80s, Schwarzenegger and Rambo, they were all sculpted, Sylvester Stallone. But I don't, I don't remember that really being a problem. I, I see it more of a problem in the last 10, 15 years, especially with social media now. You know, women have had this inexorable pressure to maintain beauty, youth, fitness, and be in shape. And now I think it's, it's spread to the men, uh, especially with social media, because with social media, you know, it's all about keeping up with the Joneses and, and getting your likes and, 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 and just all that pressure to fit in and look beautiful. And that's why we have that episode on the more time you spend on Instagram, for example, the higher rate of depression that you have. I think maybe with the X-Men movie, Hugh Jackman, you think of all these movies now, uh, Creed, where everybody is cut. I think guys guys feel like they have to be in shape to compete for those women with other men, which is ridiculous because we'll talk about the end, what women are really looking for here. But either way. Dodgers claim it has become more common side as there is increased pressure on men to look a certain way to feel successful, powerful, and attractive. The commonly perceived ideal shape is now a muscular silhouette with a V-shaped body and a six-pack. Right, So V is going to be you have a broader chest and a narrow waist. According to the NHS, which is like the socialist English uh, universal health care government entity, the condition is also more likely to develop in people who were teased, bullied, or abused while they were young. There you go. It makes complete sense, right? Because if you were considered a scrawny person when you were a child, uh, you you don't want to get picked on, and so you want to put on some muscle, and then you can't stop, right? It's 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 akin to like I've mentioned in my confessions of an obese child series. If you go to the episode. Maybe it's on college dysfunction. It's it's one of those ones where I, I lost the weight. Maybe it's how I lost my weight or on episode uh, 20, 21. We talk about like when you lose the weight, you, there's no number that's too low, right? So I was like 270-ish at my apex. And then when I was losing the weight, I got down to like 180. People were telling me, you look good, stop losing weight. But I didn't think... It was good enough, and I got down to 167, and I'm six one and a half. And I think the mentality with obese people, because I can't speak for bigorexia because I, I don't have this issue, but I kind of have like a sister issue with it, is the farther you are from being overweight, the better it is, right? So when you're at 167 or 155, you're like, okay, well, that gives me a 30-pound leeway before uh, if I ever gain weight to to catch myself from getting all this weight, right? So the, the skinnier you are, the farther you are from being obese because you still don't have a healthy view of your body and you still don't have a healthy you know relationship with food. And when you look in the mirror, you still see yourself as fat, especially mentally in your mind. You're a fat kid in a small person's or skinnier person's body. 
All right, let's keep going. But definitely being teased and bullied makes sense. So what are the signs of bigorexia? Most men with bigorexia are weightlifters or bodybuilders. It makes sense. However, this does not mean that most weightlifters are bigorexic. Compared to normal weightlifters who reportedly spend up to 40 minutes a day thinking about body development, well, they're not spending 40 minutes in the gym. Most guys are lifting are there for like three, four hours. And I, and I look at them because, you know, I do my lifting within 30 minutes. I'm very fast. I do more of the paleo kind of primal shock the body, move the body kind of CrossFit mentality. And also, I don't want to spend four hours in the freaking gym. It's such a waste of time. But I see these guys there every day and they're drinking their protein shakes in their plastic right? and they shake it up. I've seen dudes eating chicken breasts between squats. You know, they got to get the protein in. Like, wow, such a waste of time, from, just from my opinion. In contrast, men with bigorexia report being preoccupied for five or more hours a day with the main thought being that their bodies are underdeveloped, right? You see this, right? They'll be, they'll be asking people they know, it's like, hey, do I look good? Hey, do I look ripped? Do I look ripped? I mean, they're obsessed. They, they can't stop thinking about it. Similar to orthorexia, but it's, it's a different type. Signs of bigorexia may include overexertion at the gym, right? They're all lifting and screaming. Ooh, ooh. They drop their weights to get attention. Working out compulsively, right? They'll go two, three times a day. Use of anabolic steroids. Right? Get that roid rage. Get that back acne. Get those shrunken hypogonadic testicles. Excessively looking at your body in the mirror, right? That's a sign of narcissism, even though these, these people are really insecure, but... Abusive supplements and constant drinking of protein shakes, right? You see that. They'll go to GNC and buy all these pills that are way overpriced, and none of them have been evaluated by the FDA, right? So all these drugs, I'll tell you, oh, it's going to improve low T. You know, go to that episode we did on the scam that's low T treatment. But all the pills at GNC and vitamin stores, none of them have been evaluated by the FDA. I mean, I remember watching ESPN and there was Frank Thomas was a big baseball player in the 90s and he was in this commercial called Extends and the job of Extends was to make the penis larger. And in the commercial it says on the very bottom very fast, not evaluated by the FDA. But people, especially guys who want to have a larger penis or get all muscular, they don't care they they you know, they have low discernment, right? Low information voters, so to speak. And so they buy these pills. <laughs> thinking that it's going to make it bigger, but none of this stuff's been evaluated by the FDA. So they're just, just wasting money on all these supplements. Irritability and angry outbursts, right? That could be connected to the, the steroids. Depression and then mania, right? When you're really happy. Panic if you miss your gym session, right? Because you got you to gotta get bigger. You got to get bigger. It's never enough. It's never enough. Training while injured, right? Now I can, I can do this. I can do it. I got to rip Achilles. It's okay. I'm going to do a squat. Prioritizing working out over family and social life. Okay, so again, this goes to similar to orthorexia, right? Uh, where you're at the gym more at, at the expense of your family. And you know, I know women who have kind of bigorexic boyfriends, and they're just like fed up with it because the guy's always at the gym, right? Two, three hours a day. It's like like women who lament when their men are at the golf course all the time. But this is always worse. I mean, maybe on one level they like it because their guy's staying in shape. And so you see these women who are like work out with them because they just want to stay connected to their guy. But at the same time, they're always lamenting. It's like we never go out because he's always at the gym. And then he's always asking me, do I look ripped? Do I look ripped? Do I look ripped? You know, they're just preoccupied, fixated on it. Are men with bigorexia extroverts? No, the opposite will be true in most cases. Unlike many bodybuilders who enjoy the opportunity to show their physique in public, bigorexics typically do not. 
Many will hide away for days at a time because of embarrassment about their body shape, right? They're never big enough. They're never big enough. Typically, men with bigorexia have low self-esteem and generally have a poor sense of self along with feelings of emptiness, right? It's never enough. Never enough. And unless they go to Instagram, right, where they post their pictures and then they get their narcissistic supply satiated with all the likes. Oh, you look amazing. You look amazing. Oh, you look amazing. And then they feel better. It's no different than models and thoughts and all these women or just regular women who are somewhat attractive who go to Instagram. And, you know, there's so many like parody videos of women on Instagram, like what they look like at the moment they take their picture. And then you can see what they're really like right after they take their picture and they're not happy and they're miserable and everything like that. But it's no different. You, you see these people who are preoccupied with their body posting pictures of themselves because they, they need that narcissistic supply, right, to tell them they're okay because they have no intrinsic or no internal mechanism to tell them that they're a good person. They need it all from the outside. And so when, when you need it all from the outside, then your life has is full of vicissitudes. It's just roller coaster emotions, right, up and down, up and down, depending if you're getting people telling you that yeah, you look awesome and then when they're not telling you that or when you're at the gym you feel miserable because it's never enough and it never will be enough how do we treat it mostly we treat it through cognitive behavioral therapy this is uh, the one it's one of the more quicker therapies as opposed to like freudianism where you're talking for three three sessions a week for 30 years about how your mom and dad treated you cbt is more about kind of changing the thought processes in your mind from something negativistic to something positive they can also give them antidepressants, which, of course, I don't recommend. Go to that episode we did on the dangers of antidepressants. All right, let's finish up. Okay, so here are my takeaways. Uh Women who have teenage sons, you you commonly see this with with teenage boys, especially if they were scrawny or let's say they joined a, the football team and now they're get they've gotten larger. You know when your your boy, your teenage boy, your twenty something boy is bigorexia because they keep asking you over and over how they look. So the classic signs is they're looking in the mirror, they're always checking themselves out, and they're asking you how they look. So if you have a, a son who's like that, or let's say you have a boyfriend, uh, you need to be concerned because these these types of disorders it's hard to fix them. They really need to go to therapy. And the, the thing about, about bigorexics is that they get so big and, and they look freakish, freakishly big. So they'll have smaller legs and then this massive body. And it's, in, it's especially exacerbated when they're short, right? You've seen these short guys. And then they're like really like, like broad chest, broad arms, big biceps. But then they also have a beer gut too. That's another one that, that, uh, that, that's kind of incongruous in your thinking. But they'll get too big. And, and the funny thing is, like, look, look, what do the studies show? The studies show, and, and this is consistent, that women are not attracted to men who look like Schwarzenegger or, or Rambo, or Sylvester Stallone in the 80s, the super, super roided up, like Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. They're actually more attracted to the swimmer physique, like Michael Phelps, or the soccer physique, right? So you're, you, you're chiseled, but you're not overly big. So yeah, you can see the traps on the back. Um, your your waist is going to be narrower than your chest. Uh, and, and, you know, you you look like you're fast. And this goes to evolution because 
back in the day in the, in the paleo days, because everything goes back to that, guys, because we've only been in a modern world for 200 years, but we've been humans for millions of years. So the lean but strong men were able to evade the predators better, like the saber-toothed tiger, the bear, or whatever. You know, they, they could run, but they were also strong enough to fight, even though they might not be able to fight as much as the bigger roided guy. The bigger men were strong, but they were slow, and so they would get tracked down by these predators. And so women realized this in their mind through all these generations that you want to be with a man who's lean, strong, but 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 lean and fast, and those are the ones that can provide for them more, right, because they need the security and provision. That's what they look for in men. The also, also, the other thing I would mention is women will sacrifice looks all the time for status, money, security. And this goes back to the paleolithic wiring that women have in hypergamy. And so a lot of these these guys don't understand, and a lot of them are in their 20s, and so their, their, their sexual market value is very, very low. Sexual market value for men is pretty low until about 35, and then it peaks, and then it's a very high... Uh, peak, you know, 10, 9, 8, until they're about 60, whereas women's sexual market value peaks around 18 to 24, and then it, it crashes from 24 to 40 when they go through menopause, and then it's pretty much one or below one the rest of their life. So a lot of these guys are not scoring with women uh, because the, the, the higher sexual market value women are going with men who are a little older and have more you know, money to give them to pay for stuff. And so I think this is another thing that kind of pushes these guys to to work out because they're in this, this vain attempt to, to get women. And what they don't get is that women are more attracted to money and security and, and status and all the provisioning that comes with with making money because if you make money you're, you're seen as successful right and you have your sheet rock together and that it shows that you've minimized mental health problems that have got in the way of you being successful like you're not neurotic now although i would say that high high highly successful businessmen have a higher rate of narcissism right narcissistic personality disorder go to the episode we did around episode 100 on narcissists so I, I would tell I would tell these guys, it's like, look, we all want to be in shape. Go, go to that Confessions of an Obese Child episode I did on being accountability for being fat and how the body positive movement is actually hurting us. We don't want to be overweight, right, because overweight is going to shorten our life expectancy by 15 to 20 years. So we definitely don't want that. But I would tell men, it's like, stay in shape, just like you would tell women, right, because women, I mean, you got to look in the mirror and be honest. Men don't want to be with overweight women. They really don't. They don't. So I would I would tell the men, uh, you know, stay in shape because it it will not even just because you need to find women because I don't think that's really that important especially if you're going your own way you don't want to be kind of that beta thirst always like trying to seek the the need and approval of women but you want to stay in shape simply because you're more likely you're going to live longer right but the ancillary benefit is that you're more likely to attract women if that's what you want. But I would I would tell these guys like first of all again the studies show just just have like a nice swimmer physique okay don't be spending six hours on the gym and be overly preoccupied and I would tell them there I would also tell them focus on making money right pick the right degree if you're young enough if you're old enough if you're older you know do a side gig where you can make money and make money because that would be successful and therefore you're more likely to get women if you can demonstrate that uh, the last thing I want to mention is. If you know anybody who has bigorexia, they need to get help because this isn't going to go away on its own. They need to get help. And the first thing I would recommend is therapy. They need to go to therapy before you try any of the drugs because the antidepressants 
uh, the withdrawal symptoms are horrible. They could be on them for years. It leads to sexual dysfunction and, and suicidal and homicidal ideation and just a host of problems. So go get therapy. Do the deep work. Kind of re- get get that that scrawny boy in the in the man's mind reconciling with who he is now and that it's okay. You know, get do all that deep that deep uh, leg work to. Uh, to to satisfy and placate that that scrawny boy that's in the in the mind of the guy. All right, guys. Last thing, of course, the website's Naturopathic Earth. We have tons of food recipes there and tons of articles that could help you optimize your health. Buy my Confessions of an Obese Child ebook for two dollars and ninety nine cents on Amazon Kindle or Barnes and Noble Nook. That goes to financing the channel. We can do one on one coaching through Clarity FM. You can see the the links on the episode notes. If you for a dollar. A minute, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about, cleaning up your diet, cleaning out your pantry, and so forth. Use the Amazon links on the website, uh, anything you, you buy on Amazon within 24 hours through those links. Now, most of the links are found in the food recipes. Uh, I get a 2% commission at no expense to you. I'm currently writing the second book. It's almost done. So when that's out, I'll, I'll pitch that book as well. Let other people know about the website and this podcast. And, of course, we have the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary podcast. We have a lot of of episodes there in the last two months. I got two or three more coming out soon. I got cinnamon oil, for example, and jasmine. And then we're going to be finishing up season two. So catch all those episodes while they're still fresh and hot. Got Confessions of an Obese Child and, of course, Holistic Health News. Please post reviews and share with your friends. And hit the subscribe button. Till next time, guys. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the Confessions of an Obese Child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE. Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails. <laughs>